Enterprising in my surroundings I'm finding the quietest estates these days This representation of storm brewing Amazed that the focus remains The vocal focal point of my change Alright, we are back for our monthly For the Love of the Run Collaboration with Carolyn Sue I'm so excited this is presented to you By Tracksmith Tracksmith is hooking it up And we're going to give our favorite Tracksmith apparel pieces of the month later in the episode. But before we do, I just want to say thank you to Tracksmith. Also, head over to Tracksmith.com today forward slash love of the run based on these episodes. Also code love of the run to have 5% of your purchase. Go to the Asian Mental Health Collective, which is doing wonderful work. We also talk about that a little bit later on. Um, But also thank you to Tracksmith. Couldn't do without you. Really appreciate it. Carolyn, Back from vacation. I came back from vacation two weeks ago. That's going to be what we're talking about here because a lot of people understand that when we head out on vacation with our families, whether we go somewhere or it can just be in those wild summer months, oftentimes it can get a little tricky to get the exercise in. That is for sure. I definitely was living that down in Universal and Disney. Where did you guys go? Yeah. Where did we not go? My family took a two-week-long road trip down the East Coast. So we ended up in Atlanta um, and then slowly made our way back up. And yeah, running, running, training on vacation. It's always so tricky. And I always like to put a post out or like a poll out um, on my Instagram stories just to see who who says what, you know, like, do you still try to stick with the training plan when you are on vacation? Uh, and, or do you still try to run on vacation? Because those can be two different things, right? Like sticking with an actual plan that has specific workouts every single day versus going out for a run, exploring where you are, uh, getting to know, you know, like meeting up with people, that kind of stuff. So it's always interesting to see what people say. And it makes me curious. Like, I feel like there could be a whole study, a sociological study done on who says what answer and why and at what stage of life. I bet that all changes. Those are definitely four categories that could play into whether or not someone runs. I think also it depends on the kind of vacation it is. So last summer we took a family trip and like basically like my all of my wife's family, including us, got all we kind of all chipped in into like a big house kind of thing, yeah. which uh-huh. is like, it's kind of an extravagant thing, but when you all go in together, it actually like is really kind of like, it's much from a more money affordable. cruncher standpoint, it actually was pretty frugal. It was really yeah. good. And because there were so many adults there, like it really did give you a lot of independence to be like, hey, I want to go on a run in the morning. Like it was totally fine. There was literally eight other adults in the house. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it really doesn't matter. You go do whatever you need to do. Everything's totally fine. Um, all you need was like one adult there. And everything was going to be totally fine. So that was one of those vacations for me. Like, that was not a problem. This time we're going on to Disney and Universal. And it's like, all right, this is for the kids. This is like about them experiencing the magic. We stayed on park so that we could kind of be there for like, they call it the rope drops. Like, you know, so that you can get in at like eight o'clock if you stay on park like an hour hour or half an hour before, depending on if you're at Disney or Universal. So you have to get like there before that. So we're getting there at like 730 in the morning, which means we're getting up at like six and and we're staying up way later than normal, too. So like I went into this one like I'm not running. I'm just not. There's no way it's going to happen. It's going to suck. I mean, not suck. Like I wish I could run, but like I'm also not going to like 
I'm not going to stress myself out about it because that's the thing too, right? And we'll talk about the, the layers of this. Like there is a mental component to this in terms of like being okay with shelving it for a little bit if you just can't make it work. Yeah. So you just, you didn't run at all? I tried to run once, but it was like not timed well at all. Like I had just had like a huge lunch. No. Oh. <laughs> so I like headed over the treadmill and I was oh, like, oh. I think it was like 12 minutes in. My stomach's like, no way, boss. Nope. So that was, um, oh. that was the end of that excursion. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, that was it. So I got my, I got a solid 12 minutes. 12 in. minutes on the treadmill in the I fitness center. I didn't even put it on Strava. I was like, no, I'm going to count this one as a zero. You know what? And you're getting all these steps in regardless <laughs> walking throughout the park all day long like that's gotta i feel like that also adds up you know what i'm saying like if anything could it be like trail running <laughs> could that count i don't know i think i'm trying to remember who said this is it alan cousins maybe um who refers to this as like zone zero no okay like the constant like, like like the constant walking around right because like it's definitely affecting you Right. So say like there's plenty of people listening to this. They might have jobs or that are like this. Right. Mm -hmm, so like, mm -hmm. you know, what if you work in like the service industry. Right. So maybe like you're a waiter or waitress or you're a bartender or like you're say a teacher who doesn't sit down all day. Right. Some, some teachers are like that. You know, if you're a nurse. Right. Maybe a doctor. Like so it's you're you're on your feet all day. You can't call it training. Really? But it's stressful. <laughs> so yeah, it's not yeah. nothing. And it's kind of like in the intermediate zone. Yeah. That makes sense. Zone zero. <laughs> right. Because like if you, you could spend your week doing all the walking in the world, but like you get back to running, it feels like you haven't run for a week. Like you're not like, man, I really kept up my fitness. Like, look at this. I'm crushing. <laughs> you're like, oh, boy, I'm like a baby giraffe out here. Yeah. I mean, ugh, for us. So we uh, took a road trip and um, took the dog with us as well. So I already knew that it was going to be a little challenging also because we were going to be stopping into cities that I, that we weren't familiar with, that we had never been to. Um, we stopped into Philadelphia and then DC and then um, Ra Raleigh, North Carolina, Myrtle Beach, and then Atlanta. And then on the way up, we kind of hit up basically the same, well, the same states, but then kind of like different towns. So I already kind of knew going into it, like, Let's have some realistic expectations here. I don't know if I will even be in an area that will have, um, you know, safe trails or sidewalks. Or I just didn't really know necessarily what the neighborhoods or terrain would be like. And I kind of loosely, you know, I packed. I still packed like I was actually going to get my long runs in. <laughs> just in case. I mean, I packed my hydration vest and I packed all my noon and like the hydration bladders and everything, but and ended up never, never taking it out of the suitcase. <laughs> but, but, um, nonetheless, like always be prepared. So you didn't I had want to wear while you're driving. Be like, I am, I'm, I'm, I I'm driving, driving seriously here. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> then I would need like, like no stops. I need to be hydrated while I'm driving. <laughs> so like, no, no, that's dangerous. <laughs> Not in that way, you know? So, I mean, I think total, we were gone two weeks and I think I ran three times. Yeah. So, I mean, and it really, I really just tried to not pressure myself to feel like, oh, I have to get it in um, or anything. And how did that go? I know you, you try not to pressure <laughs> yourself, right? So, so how was the execution of that? 
It, I mean, there were days where I caught myself because surprisingly, actually, my husband, he he kept things pretty consistent. Like he didn't mind going to the fitness centers. If we ever stayed, you know, at a, um, at a hotel or like, you know, residence in or something, um, that he was totally okay going into the fitness center to run on the treadmill in their tiny, tiny rooms, um, like 30 minutes after lunch or something. Like he did that. (laughs) And he, uh, I feel like almost every other day or so, he got in just a few miles um, just for his own, you know, health and fitness. He he wanted to do that. And I was like, okay, that's great. But then, you know, that kind of added just a little bit to my own pressure of like, well, he's like, Jimmy's getting it done. You know, <laughs> like he's being more consistent than I, I'm being right now. And should I? Maybe I should, maybe I should be doing that too. Maybe I should be lacing up. I should be going out, you know? And as soon as I feel like as soon as I start speaking to myself in shoulds, you know, like I should be doing this and yeah, all that, you're like, shitting all over yourself. Yeah, exactly. Don't shit yeah, all tough. over yourself. <laughs> it, you know, I, I'm thankful that at this point <laughs> in my life now I can recognize that and I can catch myself and remind myself like what's the point like what is my why what's the why behind your shooting <laughs> right like well were you were you how did you deal with did you have any like spousal envy in that sense or like any like little like little tension there of like oh look who's now decided to go work out as opposed to like, you're like, hey, I'm trying to work out too. And we can't both go at the same time. Like, was there any of that? I know sometimes things like that can percolate, especially if like emotions are already running a little <laughs> are, are simmering because of a lot of time together on these trips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that at one point there was a little bit of envy just in the sense that I was envious he had the energy, quite honestly, because I... I think that for the most part, I probably would have been more motivated to get out and run if I wasn't just so dang tired, <laughs> you know, from everything. And and so, you know, it took some talking to for myself to recognize, like, I'm tired for a reason. <laughs> we are driving uh, nonstop <laughs> with two kids and a dog. And <laughs> that in and of itself has its own stresses. And it's okay that you feel tired. I mean, we're all, you know, in every place that we stopped in, all of us would be in the same rooms, you know, like we're sleeping basically in the same room. So we're basically all going to bed at 9 30, 10 at night. We're all waking up at the same times in the mornings, not necessarily sleeping the greatest because my dog will likes to sleep now, sleep with us, or like the kids, you know, they want to switch, switch parents to sleep with, and all of this stuff, you know, like there's all these changes and things going on. And so I just really had to recognize that for myself and be like, it's okay. You're tired. And that's fine. Just enjoy being where you are and enjoy not feeling that pressure of I have to get these miles in. I have to keep this up or I have to do, you know, X, Y, Z workouts because I've done that. You know, I've been that Carolyn on vacations in the past where the kids are, you know, the family is playing games or doing some kind of fun activity together. And then I'm like, 
back in the corner of the room trying to do my core workout or trying to get my strength workout, you know? And and I just look back and think, you know, I mean, I think there's a time and place for that, right? If I, if I had, definitely, if I had like a race that was coming up in the near future and I needed to get these workouts done, I would prioritize that. But right now, that's not what this vacation was for and was about. And so just really had to like, let that go and be okay with it. So, you know, we'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow when I actually get back into running. <laughs> get my morning run in tomorrow. That'll be my wake up call. But for now, I'm perfectly okay with the amount of running and not running that I did over the vacation. I love it. Well, good for you. I mean, it sounds like you're able to get over that mental hurdle, which in the past has been has been a tough one for you. And And I feel like for me, like I really didn't, the other part of this, too, is that sometimes you just don't have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there was no way I was going to make running work. Like, I would have to get up so early that it was like, all right, just I'm, I'm going, to, going to get to bed late. I'm already going to bed wicked late. And, like, even that, we had some pretty thin walls oh. in, um, in our Universal Hotel. And, like, there was a guy, a guy listening to, like, some um, – how should I put this? We listened to a news channel that was like very big on like widely debunked conspiracy theories and listening to it at very high volume. And you're like, it's 1245 at, at night, man. I can't. <gasps> I just can't right now. I need to go to sleep. So like, you know, like and it's like you don't want to I don't want I'm the person who like ultimately unless it's like a an egregious situation. I'm not like all about like conflict and like. It's you're not going to go like, knocking. He's obviously aware that he's like blasting this. Like, if I go tell him not to do it, like, the chances of him not doing it are going to be pretty small. So, I'm just like, oh my God, can you please turn it off so I can go to sleep? My wife and oh, I are just sitting there. And it's like, oh my God. It's like, so it was wild. So, we had like not a lot of sleep. So, ultimately, we, um, yeah, you just make it work. And for me, the, the funny part was that, like, you know, I come back to Rhode Island and like I come back with COVID. So, like, I didn't yeah. run that week either. Oh my goodness. So right. I went like the I went for like the zero week in Disney, which is fine. And I come back to a zero week because of COVID. Again, hey, that's the breaks. Um and I talked about this like in a solo episode that was just released last Friday. So I don't want to get into the whole thing here. But then like then the week after that, I'm easing in. So like then it's like so it's a zero, then a zero, then a twenty. So you're like, okay, now I have twenty miles over three weeks. Like I'm like supposed to be like in a marathon cycle here. And then it's like, so this week I'm probably gonna hit forty, but like no speed work. And like the long run's gonna be ten miles. So again, solid week, no complaints, but also like that in a marathon cycle, that's like for me it would be like a significant down week. Yeah. And all of a sudden that's like the high week of like of, of a full month. So you're like, all right, like I don't know if this is going to be great for an October marathon. I think I'm going to be pivoting to a different, a different race. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of one of those things, right? You make certain choices and, like, you don't know what's going to happen. So, like, I say I'm not going to run in Disney. Fine. Again, I didn't really have a choice. But, like, I had imagined in my head coming back to, like, ramping it back up pretty quickly. And, like, that obviously did not happen. And so now 
I'm going to be making a couple different choices. So we'll see how that goes. But I know for so many people, this is, this is a, can get, can get tricky when you have the kids and you're on vacation and it's hard to serve like multiple masters in that sense, right? You can't be like, I'm going to be Mr. or Mrs. Fitness and I'm going to be the best mom or dad in the world and I'm going to live in the moment. You're like, yeah, "Yeah, good luck with all of that, homie, because it's not (laughs) happening. Yeah, it really just depends. I think it's different. Whatever the purpose of your vacation is, if it, if it's just you and you're going on like a mental health vacation with your friends, like that's different as well as taking the family wanting to be present. Well, there must have been times and during this trip for you that you're like anything to get out of this car. I will <laughs> I will I will run behind the car anything to get out of this car. <laughs> well, that was what my running my times of running during this vacation was my like away from everybody and everything (laughs) type of moments and just being back like oh the last one I did was out in Virginia um Lake Akintink I think that's how you pronounce it but it's like a small um it's a lake there and a small four to five mile trail and it just felt so good to be in nature and just be in the quiet (laughs) You know, kind of just reminds you of what you, what I love, at least, about being outside, being on trails. Um, Yeah. So it was good. It was good. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Tracksmith. I just got a new um, new shirt in today. Actually came in Ooh, around 1130 today. So I got a one of their, it's like a t-shirt, you know, their normal, like normal tech t-shirt. Um, it's kind of like a... Hmm. It's not like the Van Corlin. It's not like super duper like see-through mesh type, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, it's one of their new. It's one of their Boston ones. So it's yellow. It has some of like the 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 the, the, the parallelogram rhombus shapes with like the BOS on it, which oh, yeah, is yeah, kind of yeah. nice. Is that um, the like, gray boy? You know, like their what's it called? I think. That's oh no what no it's no! Called, so right? it's, it's it's a yellow it's a yellow tech shirt, and it has oh. like the BOS on it, and oh, then a couple okay. little shapes. Um, but this is what I liked it. Like I, I had to get it. Not, I haven't qualified for Boston, but you know, I'm not like in it to be like, Hey, I, this, I did this, but it's like, Hey, like, Hey, Boston's like, you know, 45 minutes from my house. I'm all about the Boston marathon. I can wear this. I don't say Boston qualifier on it. Also, and some people don't know this, this was on sale. Like yes. Tracksmith, we all know the Tracksmith. If you've ever gone to the website, like it's high quality stuff. It's the best stuff around, but you know, you pay, you get what you pay for. Right. Some of this stuff is not cheap, but I think it lasts for a long time. It always lasted me for a long time. So I feel like the ROI is there. No doubt about it. But they have sales, too, man. And that's the one thing that sometimes you forget. So for me, I got this shirt for like not much. It was like 50 percent off. Yeah. So I was like, I'll take that. So I ordered it two days ago. Showed up today. Be rocking it tomorrow. I can't wait. So, yeah, like it was on sale. and It was like just as it was, you know, I think it was in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know things uh, don't last for a decade. So like <laughs> for me, it was like this was such a no-brainer. I can't wait to get this shirt. I shopped their sale too. <laughs> Even while on vacation. <laughs> I got the email. I was like, ooh, <laughs> lying there in the we hotel got the same room email in the then, dark. <laughs> I went from the email link as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I got I to look. <laughs> so I actually ended up ordering a shirt for Jimmy and a, short, a shirt for myself through their silver metal sale. Um, silver I got, metal sale. That's what it was. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what it's called. So, but right now I'm wearing their um, Horizon Horizon tank top, which I like. I don't know if you have you checked out their Horizon collection yet. I'm not sure. Sometimes I get some of the collections confused. So this one is like 
So, you know, their Harrier collection is merino wool, but very right. lightweight, right? And then so the Horizon one is even more lightweight than that. Okay. And if you can see, it looks, it doesn't even necessarily look like a, like a, an athletic top per se. Um, and right now I think all of their Horizon their horizon tops are all um, like striped. <laughs> so they have tank tops, they have short sleeve, they have long sleeve for both men and women. Um, and they have new colorways that came out for this season, which I have been looking at. I really like they have this navy green, navy blue and green stripe color combo. And then they have like a gold and white, gold, yellow, you know, and white striped one. Anyway, so. I like the green, navy, blue combo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, like I'm actually wearing that right now. I didn't even realize I'm wearing a green shirt and you can't see this, but I'm wearing <laughs> navy blue shorts. Um, no, I actually got the the, the Trials of Miles Project uh, 13.1 shirt yeah. on. They're not a sponsor. No free ads. <laughs> Trials of Miles. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, again, people, go to the sales. Tracksmith has sales. Everyone has sales. Every store. Tracksmith included. Go to Tracksmith Run. Tracksmith.com forward slash love of the run. Code love of the run. 5% goes to the Asian Mental Health Collective doing great work for the mental health of the Asian community. Carolyn has talked about it on so many of these podcasts. You want to give us a quick fact on this organization so if people haven't heard the other episodes. We don't have to do the full download, but just a quick fact that you that kind of sticks with you when you talk about them. The main thing about uh, about this group is they work to not only destigmatize, you know, mental health and mental health care, which I think everybody <laughs> that goes not just for the Asian community, but for everyone, but they also work to make healthcare more accessible, whether by funding, you know, scholarships or connecting um, communities to healthcare, mental health care providers as well. So, so go check it out, people. You know, you're buying running gear. We all know it. Go, go check out Tracksmith and use our code. And don't forget, I forgot. I know it can happen. I just got this shirt. I mentioned I bought it two days ago. I forgot to use the code. It's tricky. You go to you go to the page to buy the stuff. It's not obvious. You got to pick the, cut the little link and then it opens up the box and then you put the code in. And it's not obvious sometimes. Tracksmith, come on. Come on. Don't hide the box. Just show the box. People can put their codes in. I, I didn't even use the code. I am notorious for this. It's like when I got my, my Squarespace website, I didn't use a promo code for my Squarespace website, even though they have sponsored this podcast and literally every podcast in the world. And I didn't use the code by mistake. People, go, go use the code. It's going to help you out. And at least in this case, you're not saving money, but it'll help us out because you're helping a great organization and Tracksmith will keep sponsoring the podcast, which helps everybody. <laughs> So let's move on a little bit here. You mentioned that you didn't run a lot while you're on vacation. However, you weren't exactly at full health either. So what's going on? Oh, oh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, well, you know, I mentioned, I think, in the last uh, conversation that we had about having COVID, coming back from COVID and um, not realizing how my body was still, I think, just internally, you know, working on getting better. And I I don't know if it is that post-COVID inflammation, you know, that um, I think there has been more, I want to say research, or at least there have been more publications, you know, articles talking about that. I think uh, more and more people are realizing that that is what they're experiencing, you know, just the internal inflammation that continues on that lingers even after the external symptoms of COVID go away. 
Um, and uh, there are a lot of people, um, at least within the athletics, you know, sports communities that have shared now how um, they have old injuries flare up again or like random new injuries that come up or um, or that recovery from COVID just seems to be very up and down. Like you have a week or 10 days of feeling like really good. You're back to your usual self, energy levels, nothing's bothering you. And then boom, you can be hit with a day where you're just feeling fatigued all of a sudden um, or like joints, things are achy again. And it can feel really discouraging, you know, and disheartening, especially because I think we all like we like a linear <laughs> progression. And um, and so I don't I, I feel like I've kind of I fall somewhere within there. Right. Um, where uh, last month, I think I shared about how I kind of tweaked my knee somehow, um, which I've never had an issue with before. And I ended up getting an MRI done and I was able to go see my sports medicine doctor. And it turns out, yes, I have a meniscus tear and a sprained ACL. <laughs> and and he noticed on the MRI that I have some uh, mild cartilage damage, which I don't I mean, I don't know, like the radiologist didn't pick up on that. So it's not like in that written, you know, how they'll have the MRI, which is the imaging. And then they'll they'll have like the radiologist interprets the the image and types it all out so that the doctor then can, you know, um, have kind of like an abbreviated version of what's actually happening. Um, so the radiologist did not mention the cartilage damage, but um, but my doctor uh picked up on it, I guess, you know, in the image. So um, he was not, I mean, he didn't say that I could not run Chicago, but he also was like, <laughs> I would beseech you <laughs> to really think twice about doing it. Um, and uh, so it really just comes down to, I think, if I can get in right away to physical therapy and have it be very, very like focused on physical therapy treatment for runners, like not just like general practice, I guess, but um, and be very consistent and diligent with PT and healing. Um, then he said that my expectation could be to run Chicago, but. At the, but only if I'm like pain free and I have to be ready to walk off the course if in the middle of the marathon, my knee starts to hurt or something comes up. So <laughs> that, that um, was the conversation I had with him right before we left for vacation. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm kind of, I I know what my gut is telling me, but I also know what my heart is. <laughs> my heart and my gut right now are at odds with each other, um, because I want I want to run. I want to run Chicago because I got into it, and also because I wasn't able to run my marathon that I had trained so hard and so well for. You know, back in May before COVID knocked that out. Um, and yet I think 
if I'm being honest with myself, you know, and if I want longevity in the sport, I don't think that it would be the wisest for me to still try to push and run Chicago. (laughs) So I'm kind of sitting here in this space right now. That is, that is me. That's tough. That's tough. I, the, the whole solo episode I just recorded this morning was based on this kind of like, oh. of course, because our lives mirror each other and they always have. And I guess oh evidently they always will because you got COVID, <gasps> I got COVID, we both went on a family trip, and now we're both thinking very strongly and hardly about, <gasps> strongly about not running our fall marathons together, no, which, of course, of course, next. that's what would happen next. That's just how this happens. Uh, this is why we started this show, because <laughs> the uncanny resemblances in our lives. Um, yeah, that's tough. That's, I mean, you know, the way you just framed it, it seems like an eventuality. That's kind of like, <laughs> you know, one of those things where it's like, you know, we we can make a decision by emotion, but once the emotion gets tempered, it's kind of like there really isn't a choice here. Um, the kind of feeling behind it, which gets so tricky. But you hear meniscus, you're torn meniscus. You know, that's also one of those injuries that is not necessarily a straightforward thing because, you know, does it, you know, I know that kind of injury, like it doesn't really heal on its own. It's not like an area, it's not like a torn muscle where like it can, you know, recover um, or even like a torn ligament where like, you know, you, you you get in there, you have the surgery and then it heals and then you're fine, right? This is, you know, meniscus is just a different animal. So what are some of the possible remedies or solutions to this problem? Well, as far as I uh, you know, as far as I understand, based on my conversations with my sports doctor as well as the physical therapist, um, I am able to still run, which I'm grateful for. I'm able to run um, flat surfaces, easy pace, <laughs> where the movement is basically just forward. Um, so you're a train so- <laughs> right now. Yes. You're a train. <laughs> Very slow moving. Yeah. Yeah. I guess um, I'm one of those trolleys, those tour trolleys. Yes. The cable car. Yes. Just Just on the track. (laughs) Just moving forward slowly. (laughs) Saying hi to everybody. Um, Yeah. So, you know, as long as I'm grateful that I can still do these like easy runs. Um, I mean, even before I left, you know, I was building up. I like ran eight miles, you know, which had been it's been a while since I had run eight miles. And um, and so I'm just trying to focus on what I can do instead of what I can't. And um, I know that I need strength training uh, for all the support, the surrounding muscles. Right. That's the thing with the meniscus tear, which I'm also still learning about that. You're right. Like, it's not like. I can do strength work to strengthen the little meniscus. You know, it's just, it's torn and it just needs its own time to And not heal. all tears are the same either. Yeah, so like you yeah. have some of these full tears, which is like, all right, you have surgery and then right. the six-week rehab and then hopefully after six weeks, things heal and then you can get back at it. Um, and then you have some of these minor tears where like they either don't treat it or like they go and they shave part of the meniscus off, which is like- yeah. They used to do Which that I a don't. lot. Now they do yeah. that. They do it a little bit less now, thankfully, because you do that, you keep doing it, you keep doing it. Like it doesn't regenerate. All of a sudden, it's not yeah, there. Yeah, it doesn't. That's happened to yeah. my dad. Like he's like, oh. I can't run. I don't have any cartilage in my knees anymore. Oh. So there's no like, which is so funny because you would think at this point, like, we have CRISPR for goodness, for goodness sake. We can't just like inject some silicone into the middle of the knee and have it like form a meniscus. Like we could do gene editing, but meniscus issues for some reason <laughs> are beyond comprehension. 
This is like the running injury version of like the common cold. It's like, wait, <laughs> we can cure, you know, we can bring like, you know, cancer rates down precipitously, but we can't fix the common cold. That's how I feel about meniscuses. Like this, how That's is this accurate. beyond That's so science? accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so that's that's that. That's me right now. Nah, that's Once, tough. You know. I'm sorry. But what about you? So, you know, earlier you had no, kind no, of wait. alluded. People, can you hear this? I know people can hear Because <laughs> if you get injured, that means it's coming from me next. <laughs> so stay away, injury bug. Good grief. Yeah, what's um, going on? No, but everything's, I think at this point, I think it was two days ago. Yeah, two days ago, I went for it was my first post-COVID run that it felt like at least on an easy run, that my lungs were, that was, it resembled what my normal lung capacity is. Okay. So again, yeah. I'm not measuring it. I don't have like a fancy gadget that I'm blowing into after the run or whatever. Um, but preceding that for like a week, I'd go on these three or four mile runs. And as I would progress through the run, I could feel my chest getting a little tighter and a little bit tighter, not extreme amounts. I wasn't like worried. I didn't feel like I needed an inhaler or anything like that, but it was kind of like my lung capacity was like at 80%. Mm-hmm. So you'd kind of notice it, especially if the road tilted up at all. Yeah. You'd kind of like, oh, man, like I didn't realize this was an incline. Like yeah. on my yeah. normal runs, this wasn't an incline, but all of a sudden it is an incline, right? Um, and uh, it was a little it was a little tricky. But, um, yeah, a couple of days ago, I was like, all right, I think I'm back to – at least for an easy run, the lungs felt they, they were, you know, about 95%, pretty close to 100 which was nice. Um, so I think the the next step in the process is, uh, you know, I'll do I'm doing a long run tomorrow. I'm running ten miles tomorrow, which would be All nice. Right. Um, okay. Go out nice and early before the heat, and then um, it's still going to be hot. You know, we live in the same same area. It's going to be damn hot tomorrow. Uh, but hopefully, get out nice and early, and then you know, pick up the training from there. So I think next week I'm going to be doing like one minute surges, and then like a week after that I'll be doing one minute surges. So I'm really like easing into the speed stuff. Um, and then, and then we'll see. But at this point, like even in, uh, June, like my long runs were like, uh, simple. It was like 12, 12, 13, 15, which isn't, isn't bad. That's, that's, that's fine for June. If you're like, for me, I was running, you know, the plan was to run a late October marathon. Like that's, a, that's, that June is fine. But now it's like, all right. My long run hasn't eclipsed that since. So it's like, all right. It's so like I've only done like two run- long runs in the last two months that have hit two hours. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not doing one this weekend and I'm not doing one next weekend. I'm going to be running 12. So it's like, okay, I don't know about this. It might be half marathon season. Um, probably not going to be marathon season, especially because the marathon I was planning on doing is the one here in Narragansett, Rhode Island, which is actually a really hilly race, relatively speaking. So I think the elevation gain for the marathon, it's not nuts, but more than most, it's I think it's 1,100 feet okay. for the marathon. So okay, it's, almost, I... it's, it's almost at that 50 to 1 ratio. A lot of people go on an easy run around here. You know, if you say you run eight miles, you'll get like 400 feet of elevation gain, um, which isn't nothing, especially if it's like a long hill that gives it to you, as opposed to like some rolling hills. Um, you know, so in order to get that ratio, it would have to be 1,300 um, feet of elevation gain uh, for the marathon. So it's a little under that, but it's almost like a one to 40 ratio, which again, for a lot of marathons, like you just don't see that, uh, especially now where like they're trying to make them faster and faster to try to get people to want to who want to BQ or OTQ or go for goals. Um, so the reason I was going to choose that race was because it's close to my house. So it's like, you know, 20 minutes, 
30 oh. minutes the start line. That's so, very convenient. Yeah. So, okay. So this, I feel like the only reason I'm still like kind of considering running it is like, say if I was running a race in Arizona, I wouldn't be like, am I going to fly across the country to go run a race I'm not prepared for? No way, Jose. Like that's not <laughs> happening. But can I drive 20 minutes for a race that I'm not completely prepared for? Um, I'm probably not doing it. I'm probably going to run some halves and stuff like that. But that's the only reason why I'm like holding out. I haven't like signed up for the marathon yet, but it's like been like, it's like written in pen on my schedule. But like for these kind of reasons, like I'm not going to, you know, I've never been one of those like early window um, registrant. Right. I mean, it's like if you're going for Boston, like you don't have a choice. But if I have a choice, I'm not really the early, early registrant person. But some people are, which is great. But it just hasn't been my modus operandi. Yeah, no, me neither. (laughs) It hasn't been like that for a while. I feel like knowing my luck (laughs) or the way things go for me, I can do early registration like I did for Sugarloaf Marathon. (laughs) And you know what? It's like 10 days out. COVID. (laughs) Take that that positive thinking. (laughs) All right. Before we get into Family Jam, which we want to do at the end of every episode, um, do you want to do the Diverse We Run feature? Who are we talking about today? Well, (laughs) considering I've been on vacation the last two Thursdays, um, there really is only one feature so far (laughs) for this month. Um, His name is Jivendra Singh. Um, he is from India, actually, and from a small village in India. And I just really what I really appreciated about his story is how uh, he comes from such a different perspective of running Um, his town or his village was very agricultural. And so he kind of just grew up running in general as a part of getting from one place to another. He talks about how he has great memories in his childhood of going, taking the cattle out with his grandfather and uncles. And just, it was just like a way of life that, um, that he didn't necessarily, he calls it, he didn't take it too seriously. Like people do in the West where, you know, running is like a sport where it's competitive, whether it's with competitive with other people or competitive with yourself, you know, of trying to PR all the time. Um, for him and for his community, it was just kind of a, a normal way of being alive and being outside. Um, and then. And then he just shares about later. It was only later as he um, got into investment banking in his 20s. Then it really that kind of world and career um, changed his lifestyle. And he got to a point of his health was not great. And he decided to try to get into running um, to to do something about it. And just the way he describes how the way that being outside and being in the outdoors felt like coming home, you know, because it really just like took him back to his childhood and upbringing. Um, that was just really, I don't know, I found that really beautiful. And um, and now he does uh, different marathons, ultras um, out in the trails he does uh, for fundraising um, because Later in life, um, his grandfather actually passed away from cancer. And so all of the fundraising that he does now um, for races is for cancer research or um, awareness um, on on things. 
relating to that. So yeah, it does the fell running in the yes. in, in in England, which is like that's like that's some serious stuff. Absolutely, the guy's running hundred miles. He's doing ultras. He's doing point to point FKT at you know yes, FKT yeah. attempts, but like kind of that, that sort of thing. That's really exciting and um. You know, like it's funny. You have some some cool, like you're like a reel of like you know, kind of scrolling through the pictures of him, and you know, like pictures can be so deceiving. But you, but I'm like watching and like looking at the pictures of his stride, and I'm like, this guy looks fast. Like right. just like you can see, like you know, like it looks like you know how how a normal person would look when they're like doing a stride. It's like I think he's like just jogging. It's like his, <laughs> you know, it's like his heels like kicking his butt. He has this big smile on his face. His other leg is like fully extended out front. And you're like. <laughs> that's how I look when I'm sprinting at my best. This guy's like <laughs> jogging with poles in yeah. the grass. Like yeah, that's right. with that kind of stride. Like this guy's, <laughs> this guy's, you know, you know, a little, little, little trail run, a, tra- a trail running troublemaker with this, with this speed, <laughs> man, this guy's crushing it. Yeah, he is. It's pretty, I just love learning about people's, you know, origin stories and it's neat to, to just be reminded of how the world is bigger, you know, than just our scope here of running in Western, like in America, right? So absolutely, absolutely, I love these, and it's funny because every time I read them, I'm like this one, right? Like this is a great example. It's like I, I read this and I'm like, oh, I want more. There's so much information mm. here with this guy. Like I want more. We need, we need like a second step here. But it's 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 really exciting and really cool to see. So we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back. With America's favorite segment, Family Jam, Carolyn and Matt. Maybe not favorite, but, you know, (laughs) I know I saw you, the one person with your Apple podcast review. I saw it. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. It's fine. Everyone else likes it. It's all right. Everyone else likes it. It's not for everyone. It's okay. This is what we're going to have at the end now. If you don't like Family Jam, that's fine. It's not for everybody. But you turn off the podcast now, go listen to another Rambling Runner podcast. There's enough in the the catalog. All right, we're back. Family jam man- madness. Carolyn, do you want to start? You've had a lot of time. You've had a lot of family time the last two weeks. <laughs> do you want to start or do you want me to start? You probably have a lot to choose from. Yeah, no. Um, family jam. It's a positive this time. All right. All right. Sweet uh, jam. Yeah, it's a sweet jam. Uh, we got back from our road trip. Uh, the road trip itself, I honestly, I think I was jokingly telling people it could go either way. It could be like epic and awesome or it could just be an epic disaster. Um, but really, like in my mind, I think I was bracing myself for it to be an epic disaster. Like I really thought it was going to be every day complaints, you know, and the dog was going to have a difficult time, you know, transitioning all these new environments and places. But surprisingly, I mean, maybe I just, maybe my expectations were just so, I don't know, off base (laughs) and misplaced, but everyone just adapted and adjusted seamlessly, you know, and we fell into a rhythm, even though we were driving a lot and um, and our overall schedule, you know, basically blurred together into a big block between like, I felt like our days started at nine and then ended at, yeah, like at nine or 10, you know, and um, and we were just like going nonstop <laughs> for those 12 hours in between. But um, but yeah, like 
it was almost like there was this unspoken communication and expectation between me and Jimmy on who was going to go and like walk the dog, <laughs> let the dog do its business, you know, and then with the kids, just knowing to like be responsible when I don't know, just just to like everybody, we're in this together kind of a feeling. And so it did help a lot. Um, I mean, not to say there weren't any complaints because there was a heat wave going through. <laughs> I felt like the heat wave was following us as we went down the coast. <laughs> and it was like the whole first week as we went down from, you know, Philly to D.C. and so on and so forth. It was hot. It was like in the 90s and it was humid. And all the activities that I looked up to do had to be outdoor activities because we had our dog with us. And so, yay, we got to go see the Liberty Bell in Independence Hall. But like we were just I mean, I felt that it took like a couple of days, honestly, of just being outside all the time to really, I think, have our bodies acclimate to things. Um, and the kids definitely we like got a lot of ice cream and Italian ice, you know, like all along the way, because I felt like every other hour that was our way of kind of appeasing, <laughs> making sure like everybody was still going to like, I don't know, that we could stay out for longer <laughs> if we just had another soft serve or something. But um, but yeah, overall, like great memories. The kids had a great time. They're old enough to to think a little bit more critically, you know, about the different places we went to and um, and the history, you know, um, behind our 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 nation and the founding of our nation. And, um, and I really loved being able to actually witness the diversity, um, not just in like landscape, but also diversity in people, in food, um, and, and in the ways of thinking as well, because definitely the further South we went, the more differences I think we witnessed in, in flags, I should say. <laughs> and like those types of things. We're like, oh, yes, we we see different messaging up here in the Boston, Massachusetts area. But um, but all of those were like good opportunities for conversation, <laughs> you know, and helping our kids kind of develop um critical thinking skills. So yeah. And for you to develop a wonderful <laughs> set of diplomatic skills. My goodness, look at the diplomacy you just broke out there. Uh, I think you're a little bit more forthright in your Instagram stories about some of those experiences. Um, but that's fine. There's, 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 there's different avenues and multimedia to present our views. Um, <laughs> no, I hear you. My family gym was a little bit more of a sticky situation as mm. opposed to a sweet. Well, sweet in a sense. So my daughter, um, you know, she is very strong-willed and independent. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And um, so she forms very, very firm views on things very quickly. Oftentimes that's a positive, right? She, she's open to a lot of things. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, right? Getting her into sports has been a little trickier, to say the least. So um, finally she's like, you know what? I want to do – Cheerleading. I want it's my daughter's ten. She wanted to do cheerleading. I'm gonna do cheerleading. I'm gonna do cheerleading. Um, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why this kind of even popped up. Uh, but anyway, it did. So we're looking at different things. We find out that her best friend is cheerleading. That's great, but it's not in our town. So it's like in the, like two towns over, which is like you know a, a pretty populous town. Um, so it's, it's it's just part of their group. 
But that town's fairly big. So it's like on the complete eastern edge of the town, which is like the opposite direction, which I would want it to be. I'd much prefer if it was on the western side of the town because that's closer to our house. So it's like, okay. So we learn more about it. And it's like four times a week. <laughs> it's like, what? It's how many times a week? So three times during the work week, school week, and then like one time on the weekend. Each time, like over an hour. And it's like, Whoa. it's going to take me 45 minutes just to get there. So it's like, we're sitting there like trying to like juggle it. We're like, hey, this is great that she's, hey, she's like all about it. She's like, I could do it. I can do it. And you're like, she's like, I, I, I could do multiple times a week. It's fine. And like, so like on one level, you're super excited. Like, all right. Like, this is exactly the kind of spirit that I want her to bring to an athletic endeavor. Again, I don't care what sport she does, but you know, she's, she's a human being. You're supposed to use your body, right? Move your body, use your body, not just use your mind. And so I'm all for it, right? That part of it. The other part is like, I'm I'm the one that has to do this driving. So I'm sitting there like, can we find something closer to our house, please? Please. And maybe less times per week, right? Like when I was 10, I didn't do any sport or any endeavor that was four times a week. Nothing. That, that, didn't, that did not lot. happen. Yeah, it's a lot. So it's like, oh, my God. So, again, it's not going to last forever. It's not like like we were doing, like, Ninja Warrior class for a while. So we do, like, swim lessons. We're like, you could just go on forever, right? It's like there is no season yeah. for that. It just ha- it just keeps going, right? Gymnastics, same thing, right? Whereas, like, soccer or baseball or something like that, like, the season ends. A lot of these seasons, like, will then pick up again, but there is an end point. This is the same way. So it's, like, kind of like a two-month maybe, um, you know, 10, 11, 12 week commitment. Um, or maybe I should say like, you know, eight, eight to 10 week commitment. Um, but it's, it's a lot of commitment in there. And then she does Girl Scouts too. Anyway, this to say it's a family GM because it's sticky because we're stuck. That is. Cause you're like, I'm really excited that you want to do this thing. I've been really trying hard to get you involved. However, you chose like the hardest possible thing for us to do from a time perspective. Um, so we're trying to figure it out, man. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. But it's yeah. uh, it's a uh, kind of a, a a situation that I did not expect to walk into today. It all kind of like went down today. Um, I think we uh, we kind of learned more about this uh, this this endeavor. So we'll see how it goes. Oh <laughs> yeah. But hopefully, hopefully, I'm not going to be driving 45 minutes in each direction four times a week for a for a sporting event for. For a ten-year-old, my God, it was so funny because my 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 daughter's like, "Mommy, it's fine that you you don't have to take me because you're getting home from school. Dad's Dad's home and he doesn't and he and he doesn't work. He doesn't like, you no, know, he does. He works. Daddy doesn't do anything else. Right, just because Daddy driving. works from home doesn't mean Daddy doesn't work. It was it's interesting window into her rationale. Yeah. I have to yeah. describe to the kids exactly what I'm doing when uh, when they're at school. Evidently, they think I'm just watching Netflix or just, petting the dog you're or just something. Hanging out, yeah, right. Yeah, just, just just counting the hours to pick them up from school. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just sitting in the parking lot waiting. Um, <laughs> all right, that's going to be that. We'll be back again next month for the love of the run and. If you're with us now, it is what, what are we at minute 52 here on this recording? Then a little tidbit, little little uh, little Easter egg for you here. The next time we're recording with you, we're gonna do some breaking news. Some really exciting things coming your way on the running media front. What will that be? You'll just have to find out next month here on For the Love of the Run. Carolyn, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Matt. And thanks everyone for listening. 
This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of InPost Media. Thank you to Meta P for the music. His song, Righteous Path, featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang. Enterprising in my surroundings, I'm finding the quietest estates these days. This representation of storm brewing, amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry I got.